Hey, this is Miles Toes with the Everybody Screwed Up Podcast. How you doing today? Today is Saturday, and it's a good Saturday, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful here in the very sunny city of Los Angeles in Southern California. You know, where the where the streets are paved with gold and there's opportunity everywhere. And uh, I'm just kidding, you know. Of course, there's opportunity everywhere here in L.A. You know, if you know how to hustle, you know how to survive here. But the streets are not paved with gold. They're paved with asphalt, just like every place else. And that is how I'm starting a podcast today. You know, I gotta I have to ask you to excuse my lack of activity, you know. I've I just I've been under the weather this week, you know. I caught this uh caught a bug on Monday while I was working and it had me out of commission on Tuesday and Wednesday. I was just completely out of commission. Uh Thursday, I was uh, I was kind of forced myself to get up and you know get out and try to do stuff though. But um, I was I didn't really start to feel better until Friday, and then actually today Saturday. Uh, so you can probably still hear into my voice a little bit. It's my voice isn't all the way back to one hundred percent, not yet, but it's getting there, you know. Yeah, getting close. I'm getting close to having those silky smooth tones come through this mouth and all up in your face. I stole that from somebody else. Uh, yeah, I've been, um, <clears throat> you know, while I've been down and out, you know, I haven't really been busy. <laughs> course not because i was up and i've been sick yeah i did i was able to get a few things done for the job that i'm working on you know getting more responsibilities so maybe that means i can you know start making that extra cheddar in the near future um uh you can probably tell but i've been listening to a lot of bill burr not just his stand-up but his podcast uh i i recommend it um you know listen to that one on every Monday and Thursday, you know, they calls it the Monday morning podcast. And then the Mon and then the, the one on Thursday is called the Thursday morning, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast or something, like, something like that. Uh, he's great. He's just really good at what he does. Um, you know, he's, he's, you know, within the top five comedians in the entire world at least in my opinion. Uh, and uh, he's, his podcast is really good too. Um, he just kind of turns on the mic and he just, and he just talks, he just talks about whatever's on his mind, you know? And that's, I think that's really cool. Um, and you know, there are other podcasters who do do that and do it in an entertaining way. Uh, but he's been, I have to, I'm going to have to credit to credit it to his, um, Number one, starting off in radio, I believe. Yeah, he did start off in 
doing some radio and then uh, also being a standard comedian and just being used to getting up to, on stage and just talking to a bunch of people for a long period of time without uh, without any reaction except for a laughter. You know, they don't, when you're a comedian and you're on stage doing your thing, they don't really uh, ask you too many questions. It's not like, uh, oh, tell me more. It's just, uh, you just get up there, you, you do your thing, you tell your jokes, you tell your stories and, and they laugh. And it's a great relationship. Um, speaking of stand-up, I, I actually, I went up on stage a couple of times. Um, yeah, I, I went up, uh, I think I told you guys, uh, last week that, I think last week when I recorded, I was in between my first, uh, open mic and my second open mic ever. Um, and it's really cool, uh. It actually feels good going up there and you know, telling, you know, talking at people for about five minutes and hoping that they'll laugh at your stuff. And uh, when they don't laugh at your stuff, you kind of, um, it's kind of cool trying to figure out, okay, so what did they find funny? What don't they find funny? How can I um, put more funny into this story, you know, and have people pay attention to it and learn from it if there's anything to be learned from it. Um, and that's actually a really cool process. I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I haven't, because I have been sick, I haven't gone up on stage since Sunday, um, because I did it Saturday night and Sunday night. So I haven't gone up on stage since Sunday. Um, maybe if I feel just a little bit better, I'll uh, throw my hat in a, throw my hat in the ring, throw my name in a hat, <laughs> if you will to go up on stage and do another five minute set tomorrow night. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Uh, I recorded my second, uh, my second five minute set. So I'm just going to go back and listen to it and see what people found funny. And, uh, like I said, and see what, if I can change up what they didn't find funny just a little bit, see if there's a little more funny in there. Cause I think there might be, I think there might be, um, as in, as a guy who's only been doing comedy for, you know, a total of two nights now, a total of 10 minutes of comedy in my life, a total of 10 comedy hours. I think that's how that works. <laughs> no, 10 comedy hours. Now, wow, uh, 10 comedy minutes uh, with, a, a, you know, is all my experience on my 10 comedy minutes. You know, we can, uh, I think I'm doing a great job. Others might not agree. Others probably won't agree agree at all. But I think I'm doing a pretty good job, and that's what's and that's what matters, right, kids? Am I right, kids? No, no, you gotta. Um, well, of course, uh, of course, seriously, I'm just gonna continue to do it and keep improving. Um, this is probably gonna be a short one. Um, I'm not 100% yet there yet. It's still kind of tough to talk. Uh, but, uh, we'll keep this going for as long as possible. Um, just wanted to give an update on the cyborg that I brought up in the first uh, solo cast. And, uh, there is no update, you know? And I swear to God, you can Google this. All right, let me, uh. His name is Dr. Peter Scott Morgan. That's right. It was Peter Scott Morgan, right? 
this dude is a roboticist that was uh, diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, my voice is cracking. It's doing that thing where it's only half there and it's a half whisper. Uh, I try to do it on purpose, but I can't. Yeah, it's not coming. It's not doing it at all. But uh, yeah, this doctor, uh, Dr. Peter, he was uh, diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. And instead of instead of being like, oh, I'm going to die someday, he decided to immediately start working on replacing um, body parts with machinery and with computers. And uh, on October 10th, there was, it was reported that he was about to, he's not going to die. At least I don't, I hope not. I don't think he's dead. Um, but they turned off his organic body and, you know, turned on his machine body. That's what they did on the 10th. And, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, I know that there are important things going on with the government and with uh, their stuff with the Middle East, right? There still isn't peace in the Middle East. Um, there's starving children you know, in, in these in the countries and Russia and China. <clears throat> I, you know, excuse me. I know that there are other things going on in the world, but, but you know, this is something that can really change, you know, the way humanity lives going forward. Um, you know, who knows, who knows what companies or organizations, what governments even are paying attention to this right now, if it's a real thing, you know, maybe I should be a little more responsible and, uh, you know, look into the accreditation, the credits, accreditation, uh, authenticity, there's the word, look into the authenticity of some of these news sources. I can say for sure that it's the Daily Mail is one of them. I'm pretty sure the Daily Mail does good work, right? They do good work, don't they? They're reliable, aren't they? I'm legitimately asking, I don't know. And uh, I don't know, I'm not waiting for a response, so I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, but the, the point I was getting to is that there hasn't really been, uh, the point being, there it hasn't there hasn't been an update, it seems like, since that first day. Um no news source, at least that I've been able to find, have posted any updates. Is he still alive? Has he, um, is he a robot now? Or, sorry, is he a cyborg now? Is he, you know, is he, does he have a bipedal, uh, robot body, you know, with a couple of claws for hands? I don't know. Is he just a floating brain in a jar? I don't know. I, uh, they, uh, but they were able to put together a 3D avatar of him, you know, when before he before his decline, and they say it looks just like him, and he's uh, integrated his voice into the system, so it sound like a robot version of him. But the crazy, like, one of the coolest things is, is that you know this. They said he was supposed to die this month. You know, he's supposed to die in October of 2019. But instead, he's going to, you know, if if everything is working the way it's supposed to, he's going to live several decades into the future, you know, 40, 50 years. That's a long time. And, uh, 
the news article said that uh, he's ready for <clears throat> upgrades and updates. So, you know, several decades is just what the estimate is right now. But after those upgrades and updates, who knows how long he can live? Uh, can he live an extra 100 years? 200? Look, if all of this, if this is real, if all of this is real and everything that I've read is true, if this is true, then, you know, there's no doubt that there are companies like Samsung or uh, who's making operating systems, Apple, <laughs> Apple's going to have proprietary products that you can only use if, if you buy your body parts from them, I <laughs> uh, get some they call it the I person. That's what they'll call you. They'll call you an I person. If there was, I mean, if there, it, see, if you knew that you were going, that if you were terminally ill, right? And if anybody is listening to this and, you know, you'd like to respond, I really want to know if you're terminally ill and you had this option to become a cyborg in order to live you know, years into the future, long into the future, would you do it? I might. I tell everybody that I meet that I that I like Terminator Salvation because, you know, that gave that's what gave me hope that you know one day I could uh, fall asleep and <laughs> wake up in the body of a robot within we you know is super that can run super fast and for long distances and can bend steel and uh you know has a um has an aiming system you know kind of like i guess a mix between robocop and terminator except uh i'd like to keep my humanity that was actually a pretty cool question about that they asked in terminator salvation like was this guy really in control of himself or was he working for what's the company called uh skynet or was he you know working for skynet all along following the programming that skynet put into his brain i thought that was a pretty cool question anyway that's the kind of you know without the question of humanity and all let's just say in the future you know that you can wake up and you'll be yourself and you'll be in a robotic body would you take it i think i would i think i would you know, call it my own hubris. You know, I, I know that we're only meant to, we seem to only um, uh, be here for so long, but yeah, I kind of, um, I kind of want to see, like, I, as far as time goes and as far as, yeah, I, I'd kind of like to see beyond the limits of, of, the current human understanding, you know, I'd like to see a personally, I don't know if this is some sort of hubris or not. I don't know. This is, this might sound like some sort of weird God complex, uh, which it might be. I hope not. People with God complexes are jerks. If I've been a jerk, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, these, I kind of want to see where humanity goes. I'd, I want to know, will we really blow each ourselves up or will we, you know, eventually hold hands around the world and sing Kumbaya? Uh, 
I, uh, all right, enough with the questions. Uh, ah, that's Bill Burr. <laughs> Maybe I should stop listening to Bill Burr for before I record. Um, uh, these are these are interesting questions to me. You know, I um I was on another podcast when I was uh when I was saying that I came up with a theory, um, one day that I think that will become split into three factions, right? Um, in the future, because you know, because humans only see from, yeah, at least in 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 literature, humans always see from their own point of view, um, and they'll even defy it against themselves in order to protect their way of life, right? So there's going to be a future in which um, humans are divided into one of three types, right? You have your naturists, naturalists, I don't know the right word for this, but those are the guys who are content with being 100% human, all organic, um, right? They're just like you and I, well, most of us, because, you know, or those of us without pacemakers or artificial or artificial uh, bones or limbs or whatever. Those are the naturalists, right? Or if they do get machinery or something attached to their body or put into their body, it's out of necessity. And then there's going to be like people who have decided to upload their consciousness into the cloud and, uh, they might decide to download their consciousness into, you know, different machines in order to carry out different tasks or to experience different things at their leisure, right? Or they might spend all their time in the virtual world, you know, in the virtual reality, living out their ideal life the way that they can in, you know, this virtual space. And then there are the people who are in the middle. Uh, excuse me, the cyborgs, just like... Uh, Dr. You know, Dr. Peter, you know, Dr. Pete, uh, uh, Scott Morgan over there, who's, uh, who's, who's had his brain uploaded in or you know, copied into some sort of AI system or something. Either It's either copied in there or it's been uploaded in there, something like that. I'm not completely sure, but, um, who are, who are very happy with being half man and half machine, half organic, half machine. And will these three factions duke it out? I don't know. I'd hope not. I hope they could all hold hands or claws or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I know you guys heard that. I don't know what that, what that was, but, um, nobody's screaming. So I'm sure everything is okay. But, uh, you know, people can, uh, maybe they can, like, uh, maybe they can hold their hands and around the world to sing Kumbaya or whatever, you know, have have cookouts and barbecues or <laughs> whatever, you know, where they're all just talking about their stories. I mean, I don't know what the, what the cloud people, I'll call them cloud people. I don't know what they would be doing there, but maybe they just want to associate with their, their friends and their robot, like with their robot bodies and they want to check in. Uh, I got a call coming in. Hang on. I, I'm just going to decline this for now. I'll call him back. I'll call him back. Um, 
I'm recording this on my phone in my car. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier in the podcast because I don't have my computer set up yet. And I don't have my computer set up yet because I don't have a place to put it yet. Uh, I've been sick for the week, so that's why I haven't gotten one since I spoke about it last or two weeks ago. You know, at first I was buried at work and then uh, I got, I was sick. Um, so we'll, um, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that, but you know, this is actually a service that, um, that anchor would probably want me to be happy that they have. And I'm very happy that they have it because now I can record on to my phone very quickly. I don't need anybody here with me and I can get this uploaded and out to you guys, the ESU core, the ESU faithful, um, all six of you who, uh, who listen to the show regularly. Um, yeah, what was I saying before the phone call came through? Uh, oh yeah, that, uh, it was talking about the cloud people, the androids and the naturalists, naturalists, or whatever they call themselves at the time. They'll be, um, they'll maybe they will be having cookouts and barbecues and you know checking in on each other and you know being super nice or it could just be are they maybe they'll still have barbecues and they just won't be able to understand each other you'll have the naturalist saying things like i i just don't understand how you can how you can do that stuff to your body you know you were made perfectly you know they'll probably believe in god or something you know uh, you're you evolved perfectly and i don't know why you feel you need to you know, blah 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 and then the the android guys or the sorry the cyborg people are gonna be like uh you don't know what it's like to be someone like me who needs these robot legs or something like that or and uh it, it goes on from there and then the cloud is still see they'll be up in the cloud floating up and see watching everything going on and because of their point of view they'll think they're better than everybody's this you guys i don't think you need we have figured out we don't need our bodies at all why well, have one body when we can have when you can have many as a matter of fact i i have no sense of self anymore there is no I. There is just we. I, yeah, I, horrible voices. There is probably no change in those voices at all, or the, the speech pattern. Anyway, uh, it, it, one of, I, I thought I was making different voices, but you guys probably didn't. And it's probably even worse because I've got this uh, the, this cold going away. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, um. Who knows? Just who knows? Who knows what the future will bring? I think it's quite, I think it's kind of cool that there are so many possibilities, um, and I I like to I'd like to see I'd, I'd I'd like to see what happens. I don't know. That's just my version of the future. Um. So let's see. Yeah, Doctor Peter Scott Morgan. Look him up. Um, if the guy is real, he's doing some amazing stuff. If he's not real, then, you know, I've been tricked and, you know, this wouldn't be the first time, but I didn't read this on the onion. So, you know, screw me. Uh, before I go, um, I just want to remind everybody about the ESU merch store on Etsy. Uh, that's ESU, 
E-S-U. Like, everybody screwed up. E-S-U, merch store, on Etsy, all right? Go to Etsy, type in E-S-U, merch store, all one word, and my sh- little shop will pop up. Uh, we've got t-shirts, we've got uh, dog tags, we've got tumblers, and we've got coffee mugs, you know, so you can put your coffee in there. You get your coffee mugs, and, and you, can, you can take it to work with you, and, and show everybody in the office... <laughs> you guys show everybody in the office that you listen to everybody screwed up the podcast with me miles tales very nice to it was very nice talking to you all today uh <laughs> i'm sorry seriously uh just go on ahead and and you know type in esu merch store and etsy and uh you know what i've got a coupon code um Did I make it everybody screwed up? Maybe it was everybody. I don't remember when I made the coupon code. Yeah, um, I'll even give you 10% off your first purchase. Um, So, yeah, I'll just add it on at the end because I know I'll add it on at the end because I don't remember what the coupon code is right now. But um, give you 10% off your first purchase. Um, All proceeds go towards the show and making sure it can last long and into the future. Uh, this has been Miles Tales, and uh, everybody screwed up. But remember, if everybody screwed up, nobody is. Have a good evening, everybody. All right. So the promo code for the ESU merch store is ESU Core. That's E S U C O R P S, spelled corpse. Pronounce core like the Marine Corps. The promo code for 10% off the ESU merch store is ESU Core. Alright, so go in there, buy our wares. You know, pick yourself up a nice t shirt and a mug so you can put your coffee in your mug or in your tumbler. <laughs> I don't know if anybody talks like that. But yeah, uh, one more time. The promo code to get 10% off at checkoff. Ah, checkoff. At checkout. The promo code for 10% off at checkout is ESU Core. E-S-U-C-O-R-P-S. All right. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Um, this is Miles Tales again. I, uh... I don't know if I'm going to post this or not, or at least post this just yet. Yeah, I'll probably post it eventually. Um, it's just a a little story about the, uh, you know, I just figured I'd maybe just talk a little bit about, um, not even a little bit. I'll try to go into as much detail as I, as I can. Uh, chronicling my, uh, first um two nights chronicling why would i use that word i just want to talk about my first couple of nights in comedy uh oh man oh geez there's a uh there's a cat there's a it's a whirly bird above can you hear it can you hear the whirly bird all right it's passing by it's going by
it's gone bye bye everybody wait bye bye alright and uh and we're back um so the first night was kind of cool I had a um a friend of mine and my brother was in town my brother my older brother was just is in town was in town for a couple of weeks um he had uh he's an he's an actor and uh he just achieved made like made a big achievement in his uh, acting career he just joined the sag <laughs> the sag he just joined sag um and uh so he came out to l a to find some work and you know he did holy crap did he find work i think he found a a few jobs and he did a few jobs while he was here but anyway um and a friend of mine that i met through my work through my line of work um he was with us and they came to support me on my first night of uh doing an open mic my first five minutes in comedy um but i you know if I think it went, you know, the the first night went well, right? Um, people laughed a little bit more. They seemed to enjoy the story a little bit more. Uh, it, it was a, it's a, it was a very small room. Um, it's the fourth wall. I don't think there are more than twenty seats in there, but um, you can probably fit more people in there around the stage or whatever. Um, but uh, that night there were only like twenty seats out. Anyway, tangent. Uh, it was a small room. Um, they, and honestly, there were let's see, the two other people who went on, the MC, my two friends, and the random couple. So there were six people in the room, right? So it wasn't like I went and performed in front of a full club, like I like I went to you know the comedy store or Flappers or something like that. You know, I just it was a it's a comedy studio is what it's called it's it's labeled a comedy studio so anyway um i go up and i tell the story about my about the when i the time hmm, i tell the story about the time when i stole my dad's car and i crashed it in a ditch uh it's an excuse me it's kind of an embarrassing story kind of i mean not really because you know i was a kid i was a child it was a long time ago um the the one thing that i the joke the one joke that i say is that it came out so long ago that uh iron man hadn't even come out yet um you know it's not really a joke it's just true iron man really wasn't out at the time but uh anyway uh I tell the story and, you know, people laugh and, uh, I was able to know, here's what was funny about that night. So everybody just had a drink of water. Uh, so everybody was, is, uh, the rules say that, you know, everybody gets five minutes. I get there and it was only two other uh two other guys going up on stage so the mc decided you know what fuck it everybody gets eight minutes so i was like crap the story that i tell 
is only, you know, about four minutes long. I was thinking I might be able to stretch it a little bit to maybe like five minutes, 30 seconds. Sorry, four minutes and 30 seconds. But, you know, just long enough so that I wouldn't go over, but not but not too short. You know what I mean? So that, you know, it was a waste of people's time. But, um, but yeah, the, I tell the story and the story goes pretty well. And after the story, I just kind of have to riff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I guess I did pretty well with the riffing. You know, I said, just said a few quirky things, you know, some things that I have rolling around in my head and some people laughed and uh, spoke to the rent, did, did a little bit of crowd work, spoke to the random couple um, that was there. Uh, I shouldn't have called them random couple, but uh, yeah, they, the couple, the, the, the people that were there. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it went pretty well for my first night for having to do eight minutes without having, without really having even five minutes prepared, you know? Um, and you know, it was pretty cool. Like there was just a, since it was a smaller comedy venue, um, they, uh, they kind of let anything goes at this comedy club at the fourth wall, you know? And, uh, so you could go, you could be a little dark if you want self-deprecating you know, people would laugh you know which is what you which is what you want when you're when you're a comedian or when you're on stage and you're being self-deprecating when you're making fun of yourself is like oh you think it's funny i think it's funny too so you know let's laugh at it together that's really what the whole point of it is right and so they're pretty cool about that um i really want to go back there i like the space i like the feel of the space i like the feel of the people that were there and, uh, yeah, so I think that that's probably more often than not, I'm going to be doing a lot of open mics there, at least until, you know, I feel, um, confident to venture out into, uh, the places that they say that we, that new comedians should gravitate towards. And that's the places where they don't expect comedy, like a pizza parlor or, or a coffee shop, um, I don't know, mall opening, I don't know, whatever, it's, I know I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what my thought is, like, this place right here, the fourth wall, that's going to be what I call home for now, that's where I'm gonna do my workouts for now, um, and go in there as often as possible, and it's really cool, you know, really cool vibe, very low-key, uh, and then, uh, so my second time doing comedy, uh, and as far as uh, the other guys, I can't remember their names. I'm just terrible with names. Well, I might even like, I'll start remembering names when I, when I go back again, I've only been there once. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, if they're cool enough, I mean, they seem like they were pretty cool. They gave me some tips, you know, check out the, um, check out the good old comedy bureau. I don't know if I'm supposed to, if I'm supposed to say that <laughs> on the air and what the comedy bureau is, it's just a, it's a listing of all the places that are around the city of LA that have open mics. Um, and not just the comedy clubs, but also the pizza parlors and the coffee shops and, and the shopping malls where they do comedy for, for one reason or another, uh, bars probably. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so one guy was telling me about that, and um, another guy, like, they had been, like, 
they hadn't even been doing it for that long. They've been doing it for, they said, I think they said they've been doing it, or at least they've been working on their jokes for at least three years or something like that, you know, or they've been, I don't want to talk for them. I shouldn't say that. I don't know if that's good, whatever. Um, maybe I'll be able to get them on the show when I start going down there more. Um, and, but, but the second night I did comedy, right? The first night was great. The second night was, it was good. You know, it wasn't great, but it was good. Um, there was this, uh, there's this other comedy, uh, venue that's, uh, close by called, I think it's called Tao Comedy Club. Um, it's a, it's a slightly bigger room than the one that I saw at the fourth wall. But, uh, so the deal with this place is, is that they're all inclusive. They're super, they're all super woke there. You know, uh, they, they, if you look on the website, um, it's a, they label themselves a feminist comedy club. Uh, so reading this, that made me a little bit nervous because, you know, I can't tell the diff like, because I, I could tell it's going to be a crowd of woke people. And the thing is, I don't know if woke people know the difference between being woke and uh, being really uptight. So, you know, I, there's nothing offensive in my story anyway, um, except for uh, maybe, you know, I guess depending on a person, maybe some people are offended by the word bitch. All right. I do say the word bitch a couple times and, you know, I might end up saying it more as time goes on within the story. Um, so I kind of thought like, Oh, I didn't know if, um, I didn't know if that was going to be, if that was going to go down easy there, but, uh, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought, you know, it, people had to go in there and, uh, it, it seemed like the kind of room that you go into if you want to practice, um, I want to say safe comedy, like they don't really, uh, they don't really get too dark. They don't seem to get too dark with their comedy there. Um, it's like the first thing that the, the lady who owns the place says when she gets up on stage is I only have one rule and that rule is no rape jokes. And, uh, I, uh, she got up there. I was just kind of like, oh, geez, oh, geez. All right. I mean, it, like I'm like like I've got like a like a bunch of rape jokes in my back pocket anyway, right? But you know, so it's just the the I as I mean, I, when you when you limit someone's speech, it, look, I I'm gonna go there a lot too. So I'm I'm just gonna say I, that made me a little bit uncomfortable because um, it's when you start limiting people's speech, it can become a slippery slope. Um, as long as that really is the only rule and, you know, they, they stick by that, you know, they get this, it could be a really good time in the future. You know, I, I just don't know. Like in environments like that, in these all inclusive environments, I just don't know if they mean like truly all inclusive or, um, 
or just like inclusive of the people who agree with them. You know, I, I that that's that's what was making me nervous um, about going in there. But you know, they were they were actually super supportive. Uh, they laughed at a few part of, parts of my story as well. Um, there were a lot more comedians in there. It was an earlier, it was an earlier open mic. Uh, the one that I went to before started at, uh, 10. It was a 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. So, you know, there wasn't, um, too many people there. And then, uh, the other one that I went to was a seven o'clock on a Sunday night. So there were a lot more people there. Um, it started off with 20 micers, um, and, you know, uh, people would kind of come do their set and stick around for a little bit and then uh, and then dip out, kind of trickled out. But then one guy gets up on stage uh, and um, his jokes weren't work, weren't working for the room. So he just late. So he just gets off stage halfway through the set. Uh, you know, he had a like at Tile, they gave us uh, five minute slots. And I think he walked out like two and a half, maybe three minutes in because he wasn't. You know, his jokes weren't working for the room. I, like, you know, that's, you know, that, that happens, I guess, you know. Uh, but, and, but when he walked out, there, like, I don't know, there were, at the time, there were maybe 15 or, I don't know, 16 people in the room. And, uh, half the room walked out with them. So, by the time I got on stage, it was only six people there that, at that time. Uh, you can hear the sirens. And, I don't know if you guys can hear the, the dogs howling, but... The, the dogs howl with the sirens around here. Um, and, well... By the time, so yeah, by the time I got up there, there was only six people in the room. And, uh, again, <laughs> plus the MC, uh, was that including the MC? I think that was also including the MC, um, who was the owner of the place. <laughs> and she, she wasn't even paying attention to my story. So that means it needs a whole lot of work. I mean, the actual owner of the place <laughs> who encourages uh you know paying attention and 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 laughing at other people's jokes she wasn't even paying attention she was uh on her phone you know maybe it was an actual emergency it was probably an actual emergency she said it was her husband you know she apologized but like <laughs> it was just it's just a painful irony i guess you know the painful irony um Uh, so, and I recorded that set and I listened to it again and, uh, yeah, I think that's the Iron Man thing like that really got some laughs and, um, a couple of people in that room laughed at, uh, I think I said something like, um, and when you're, <laughs> like, when you're 17 years old, you're not allowed to be a bitch. And a couple of people laughed at that. I didn't say it quite like that, but, uh, so, <laughs> so I, uh, 
so yeah, they they I got a couple of laughs. Um, I need to work on that. I think I should add some add the 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 few voices that I do have, I, and you know they aren't even good voices. Uh, I, uh, someone told me, someone once told me, it's like your voices are good, but for some reason I can always tell it's you. So I uh, I'll have to um. <laughs> I don't know. You just yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll just work on it for uh I'll work on it for the stand up career. For the good up uh for the good old uh stand up career. And we'll see what happens. Um But yeah, uh so that's what happened um on the over the two the first two nights in uh comedy. Um maybe I will just go on ahead and attach this to the end of the uh other solo cast that I recorded earlier. Um, this one is less than 20 minutes. That one is just over 20 minutes. It'll be a 45 minute podcast. All right. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, yeah. Check back with me to, I'll be telling more stories about, um, my adventures in stand up. Hey, I don't know if I'm going to like, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just want to have an outlet you know i don't know if i'm gonna turn this into a look i don't want to say anything but like i don't want to make any promises and say that i'm gonna be you know a comedian and get an agent and all that kind of stuff but you know it, it felt pretty good going on stage it really did um and uh i'll leave you guys with that um i'll leave it at that you guys once again, because I've said it, this is going to be the third time I'm saying it during this recording. Uh, go on ahead and have a good night. Remember, uh, I said that wrong. I'm saying this wrong, but, you know, but uh, everybody screwed up, you know. But always remember, if everybody screwed up, nobody is. Have a good night. Peace out. For reals this time.